Welcome to 2022. Good luck, everybody. Hey, y'all, are you ready for today? I hope you are. I hope that you are. Ooh, it's exciting because we're here, right? Everyone, welcome back. My name is Sam. This is Sidecar Stories. And of course, it is Wednesday. And Wednesday means side cannons. Everyone, welcome to the tabletop RPG wing of Sidecar Stories. This is Night School at Vesperal Academy. We are jumping back in, and we're actually jumping in at a momentous point. We are here. We're officially here. What's our first day going to be like? Are we going to are we going to have our little backpack and and our lunchbox, and we're going to meet some new friends? Who knows? Based on some of the pictures that I've been using, I would guess perhaps not. <laughs> Folks, welcome back. A bit of background on what on earth we happen to be doing here today. Well, this is a chat plays adventure, uh, which means that y'all are going to have a chance to control one of our characters. Uh, I'm controlling the other, and the two of us are on our adventures together. The world is the realms of Recetus. The Realms of Recetus are a uh, homebrew world that we have been working on for multiple years at this point. Um, it is characterized by a massive metropolis, a magical sprawl with the the sort of the the spread of Shanghai and the height of New York and higher um, magical city of towers. It is uh, simply called the Towers or Recetus Towers, and it sits at the center as the blazing fire of civilization. Um, Surrounding is infinite wildland. There is a there is a section of frontier that has been lightly settled, but Recetus Towers are the it's the only city in the realms of Recetus. There are little towns, little keeps that can be found elsewhere, and little uh, uh, ancient artifacts of the older world. But now there is just the one city and the wide frontier surrounding it. We find ourselves out here in that frontier for a campaign that focuses specifically on... Well, I suppose you'll find out. I'm going to try not to get too much into spoilers in this earlier section. But the title might give you a bit of an indication. We begin our adventure in Dawngreet, a little crossroads town to the, uh, to the eastern side of the Recetus Towers, and we start with our two characters, Igor and Illyria. I am playing the character Illyria. They are um, uh, a strong and uh, pretty tough individual from the Silent Shores up to the north, um, uh, up in the Oxbends. The north is uh, a hearty territory, and I am a hearty individual, Illyria. Um, uh, pretty good with a spear, coming from a little fishing village um, on the edge of the enormous rivers up in the Oxbends. Um, uh, I'm pretty good at thinking on my feet, but not much of a planner. It's a good thing, then, that I have gotten linked up with Igor, who's being played by chat. And if you would like to know how, all you have to do is tell me what it is you would like Igor to do. In order to help you to do that, um, you can use the lore command in chat, and that will bring up um, the admittedly, uh, at this point, because it's early in the campaign, the fairly light Lorekeeper's Tome. Uh, right now, it's got the, uh, for campaign two, it's just got the character sheets in it, but you can find the character sheets there in spreadsheet form. Um, Igor is a bit more stealthy and a bit more of a planner overall. Um, and 
with with some some mild alchemy skill as well, a trickster and infiltrator. But the things to know about us are simply that Igor is a little stealthier, Illyria is a little tougher and a little bit a uh, little bit better in a fight, perhaps, depending on uh, whether or not it's head to head. But now, as of the last two episodes, there are more important things to know about Igor and Illyria. We know, of course, that uh, they're both sort of tasked with a mission from a frontier gang called the Wild Stallions. Um, uh, Igor is supposed to case the town of Dongreet in preparation for the Wild Stallions to come back and try to set up some operations there. Um, Illyria has been tasked with bringing a chest, a small chest, south. And now, as of episode two, Igor is a ghost. Igor has died and become a ghost. And as of episode, uh, let's see, uh, as of the end of episode two, Illyria is in rough shape. These are the things that you need to know. Are y'all excited? Good. Because I think that is frankly, almost all the review that we need to do. Igor has just, uh, after the attack in the woods by uh, these wolves and uh, their strange singing causing trees to explode, um, meeting a platinum, platinum blonde bearded dwarf um, who shifted out of the form of a white tiger. Illyria is passed out and Igor has gone for help and found a little cabin up at the top of a hill with someone who was able to recognize Igor as a ghost. Let's see what happens next. Footsteps crunch in the snow. Illyria is up and moving again, finally. After some brief ministrations from the inhabitants of that cabin, The old hunter with his strange scabbard. The one who pulled you in through the window, Igor. You watched as this little group was able to give some care to Illyria. The orc woman, 
called Bella, seemed to do most of the work, patching up the wound in Illyria's shoulder and standing, nodding. You look into the face of this old hunter, the one who greeted you, Igor. He says, I want you to wait right here. He looks out into the forest. They're going to come by in the next 20, 30 minutes. Join the caravan. We'll see you soon. And this little group, the halfling woman, the orc woman, this man, and another with his rapier, this group treks back up the hill, this steep path into the small forest where you found their cabin. And up above that cabin, the skeletal ruins of the castle. Igor waits. And before long, this little caravan does indeed come by. A hooded figure, short in stature, and uh, covering up seemingly as much of their skin as possible, treks silently in front of a small train of perhaps a dozen dirty, sick youth. You hear coughing. Clearly they are underclothed for being out in what seems to be the beginning of a winter storm. They crunch through the snow, coughing. You hear the occasional chatter, but for a group of children, certainly not nearly as much as you would anticipate. Some older than Igor and Illyria, some younger. They trek by. This hooded figure stops in front of Igor. Illyria still lying there in a little clearing of snow cleared away by the hunters. The hood comes back and we see a young woman with dark skin, a, a tight bun pulled up behind her head. And for just a moment, a bit of a smirk a bit of a, a sneer almost. But she brings her hands up in front of her face that covers the sneer and looks at you, Igor, with serious eyes. Please join us. We're going up to the castle. She replaces her hood and walks past as Illyria, coughing, just, just manages to start to raise themselves from the ground. As these children progress by, you see a few with sort of a, a, a twitch or a limp to them. Um, and near the back, you actually see Igor, another child who appears to be nearly see-through. Much like yourself. Another ghost. She stops when she sees you, Igor, and looks wide-eyed, and then smiles a little, and continues on in this train up 
into the uh, uh, up into this higher, smaller forest, up toward the skeletal ruins of the castle above. Crunch, crunch, crunch through the snow. We follow this woman as she reaches the summit, and we walk past the little cabin. We continue in a wide arc around until we find ourselves at the head of a drawbridge. Down below a chasm, uh, we can see down near the bottom a river. Um, this river runs, uh, it seems, from east to west and then disappears into another larger, darker forest, older growth, dark pines cruising down uh, this, this river and disappears. And then in front of us, this skeletal castle. Surely this can't be our destination, can it? And yet the hooded woman starts to walk across this long, narrow, rickety drawbridge. It's almost calm with the snow coming down around us, and we head in toward the front gate of the castle. Wide double doors open into a cavernous entryway, shrouded in shadow. And yet, as we approach it, the doors creak shut. The gates are closed to us. The woman seems not to notice or not to care and simply turns and heads along the wall. As we trek, Illyria says to Igor, Um, Igor, what is it you said we were here for? Illyria looks around and sees others with wounds that seem perhaps similar to theirs. Um, uh, Illyria sees uh, some bandages similar to ones that they are wearing. Um, and then, of course, has indeed noticed another ghost in the train here. And then a couple of others who seem to be walking sort of very tall and looking up at the, uh, the sun, which is just starting to peek over the horizon um, with a sense of anxiety. Up above us, we can see ruins of towers, and we are approaching one ourselves. Um, there is, just above the entry that we just left behind with its gates that closed upon us, um, uh, the one that we never entered, we look up and we can see a, a belfry, and uh, wind whistles through it. Um, this belfry contains one massive bell and then uh, quite a few other ones, some of them sort of leaning against one another as their supports have aged and rotted away over time. And we approach possibly one of the most ruined towers of all. This one, as we as we walk toward it, we can see there's just a massive hole in the stone which appears to have collapsed away, leaving a rough approximation of an entryway. 
And this is where the hooded figure leads us. Into the base of this tower. Nearby, the forest seems to listen. It seems to hear us crunching by, and whatever its intent, it's not good. As we approach, we start to see the very faint red lights flickering like torchlight coming from inside this tower. Igor. Igor, are, are you sure about this? The hairs on the back of Illyria's neck are rising, and they look around at the other children here. They look up at this tower that we are about to enter, and they start to look for ways to get out. I don't like the feeling of this. It doesn't seem right. Looking around... Illyria, their anxiety is not abated as no clear ways away are apparent. It seems like the only way out of this tower is this massive hole and the only way away from the castle is back across that rickety drawbridge or into the forest. Igor says, There is a ghost. There are others, like me, at least. Look. Um, Illyria turns their head and, of course, can see this ghost girl. Um, someone who is uh, vaguely transparent, um, just sort of desaturated and, you know, in, in the exact same way, looks like someone sort of made of mist. Igor says... Maybe we can get some answers here. We climb this pile of rubble into this tower, and inside there is another large door leading deeper into the castle. The woman pulls her hood back once more, and in this red light, we can see in sharp, sharp relief uh, against her skin, white tattoos. Now, Illyria saw a, a woman with white tattoos earlier, but this woman, although looking similar, this isn't that same woman. This is someone else. But the white tattoos are the same. Bright white. And in this red torchlight, this woman's eyes glow with a milky white unearthly light as well. As... This hood goes back. You can see her trying to suppress that sneer that comes so easily to her lips. She stands in front of this doorway and says, Welcome to Castle Vespero. And in doing so, turns into a shadow. This shadow, it uh, uh, shudders as the... Um, the red torchlight catches her form and she just gets darker and darker as though shadows are overcoming her and she is 
sort of being enveloped in darkness, and yet her entire form changes into this darkness and shudders against the walls, refracting and uh, 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 shattering into the different shadows caused by the different sources of light, splashing up against the walls and then rushing down this dark hallway behind her. The door remains open, and then... Stones crash down over the entrance where we just entered this tower. Up above us, we can hear... <laughs> up above, we look up, and the the next floor above us has been caved in, and we can see straight up into a, a section above, as if a, uh, a round balcony were above us. And overhead, we can see glowing red eyes wings that flap around dark shapes. Certainly larger than the one that we saw back in town when we uh, got into that melee with the hunters and the town guard. One of these shapes swoops down and takes a child off the ground, kicking and screaming and soars back up into the heights of the tower as more of these creatures crash down into this space. Uh, it is suddenly mad panic here inside this tower. The entrance that we've come from has just collapsed in. The only way to go is somehow up or straight forward through this dark door. Uh, Igor, what do you do? Uh, Illyria is... <coughs> coughing, um, uh, having a hard time standing, but suddenly on alert, um, their, po their posture goes a little wider as they tend to do. You reach uh, underneath Illyria's arms and try to hold them up, but Illyria is, it, it would have been he heavy for you to try and lift Illyria, even when Illyria is fully healthy and when you were fully alive. But now, with Illyria as, as roughed up as they are, and you sort of trying to understand how to even exert your ghastly form, you slide through them as, of, as a mist would, as a heavy fog might. Um, Illyria coughs and says, We've got to get out of this room! Illyria charges forward uh, through some of these other uh, children who are here and uh, heads toward this one opening that is currently visible. As Illyria tries to flee toward this door and sort of bowl a way open for Igor to follow, Illyria catches another student in the shoulder, um, a, a golden-eyed uh, boy, sort of tall, skinny, and... Um, uh, wearing a, a very narrow gold band around his bicep. Um, he sort of uh, is, is looking up and around in panic, um, but as he walks by with his eyes uh, up above, Illyria is trying to bowl through and they collide. Um, there is a sort of like, kind of a screech from the boy whose golden eyes just sort of like narrow, but strangely, inhumanly, uh, and uh, his, his sort of like copper skin is illuminated very weirdly by these red lights here. Uh, but Illyria tumbles on top of him and uh, is going to lose some momentum for sure. 
Um, Igor is going to stand back to back with Illyria and glare menacingly. Okay. Uh, trying to, trying to do like a bit of intimidation here. Um, let's see how this one goes. And I mean, this, this you can definitely use your, your ghost business for. Let's see how you fare. Igor, you can feel your, your form sort of reverberating. What does it look like when Igor is the scariest version of himself as a ghost here? Um, you can feel free to flex a little bit. I don't think you can like, you can like shape shift, but what does it look like when Igor is at his most ghastly and terrifying? Meanwhile, Illyria is uh, getting themselves up. They are... Looking up and around, they push this boy aside, and um, I think with the advantage that you've created here, um, we're gonna try again real quick. Uh, just gonna try and make our way back into this little this little door in the tower um, because it's the only open way. This time, Ilir is just gonna try and barge through, pushing other kids aside. Um, okay, fantastic. Not only did we beat it, but we beat it with uh, an advantage. And so what we're going to do here is we charge in through this doorway. Uh, Igor, you are able to follow and with these uh, two matching threes, we find ourselves with an advantage. Um, I think we have this quiet moment here. We have bowled over everyone. We were sort of the, the ones who were able to think most quickly and uh, Igor sort of follows behind, his body appearing as though it's sort of falling apart and decaying, eyes disappearing into his skull, and, uh, uh, you know, sort of with, almost as, because Igor sort of knows alchemy fairly well, and uh, looking like a sort of chemical accident across themselves, uh, with, you know, with, with hisses of steam rising off, a truly horrifying sight that appears to scare some of these other kids back into the tower um, and gives us a moment to process here. We enter into this tower and there are two ways to go. There is one in front of us, um, a uh, another arched door, much like the one that we just came through, that seems to open into a larger space where we can see a sort of strange green light um, and... Uh, in that same green light, we can see uh, massive overgrowths, uh, almost as if this whole room, uh, large, it's about the size of like a basketball court, it seems, um, has sort of overgrown with plants and vines and things. And then off to our right, a torch-lit hallway um, that seems to sort of rise gently. Um, and then at the far end, we can see another door. What do we think? Um, uh, Illyria turns and says, Igor, I don't have anything to defend us with. <sighs> Much like in the forest, Illyria, all they can do is pick up a big rock and uh, turn back toward that door that we just came through, where we look and uh, there are uh, these other children are sort of like rushing around trying to raise their hands against the, the onslaught from above. We hear another scream as one of these screeching creatures from above grabs one and plunges back up into the shadowy heights of the tower. Um, but we are now outside of that room. Other children are starting to rush in this direction. And 
uh, uh, about to follow us. We see the ghost girl pass through the door as uh, sort of children are fighting against it to try and open it up wider. Um, the ghost girl just passes straight through us and uh, is is sort of nearby. Igor says, this way, and heads up this long hallway away from the glowing green door. Um, and very quickly, we find that there was no great way through because uh, Igor, as you proceed up this way, you are surprised by danger. You are able to find your way in here pretty adeptly um, and you duck out of the way just in time as uh, you sort of cross what seems to be just sort of a, a bolt of moonlight from the ceiling and yet it's going straight down and we know from when we came in here the moon wasn't high above us as you pass through this beam of moonlight a a sort of sickly pale green mist rises from the cracks in the flagstones on the floor and you can feel it start to sort of itch a little bit and you know if you stay in it it is terrible terrible uh, corrosive effect on you uh, it's going to do almost the thing that you were trying to emulate in your terrible form igor says i don't know if these children are any danger to us um uh illyria raises their rock and uh stands back away from the door as other children start to charge in through here and look around wildly. Uh, some of them flee into this green-lit room and others seem to follow. Um, Igor, as you head up this um, this hallway here, you've triggered a trap and I think you can correctly surmise as you look around, there may well be more. You see more beams of moonlight uh, from the roof. You see um, you're starting to see other things like uneven flagstones, but it's nearly impossible to tell here because of course it's a ruin. Everything is uneven. Everything is strange. There are holes with, with light coming through all over the place. Um, Illyria is going to try and step softly. Um, Illyria, not as much of a planner as uh, as Igor is and is just sort of trying to make their way through. Um, they manage to make it about halfway up the hallway before... They step on one of those uneven flagstones, which... And from out of the wall swings a massive scythe. This uh, sort of like... Um, uh, like almost like the, the sort of Grim Reaper scythe. It swings down from the ceiling. Very classic trap stuff. Um, and... Illyria manages to bash it to the side with the uh, with the stone, but definitely loses the stone in the process. Um, they are now without a weapon once more. Uh, Igor shouts, Don't panic! Let's work together and we'll get through this! Okay, okay, okay. Everyone, we need to make our way forward here, but be careful. Illyria stays on this flagstone where they stepped um, and the scythe sort of continues to swing back and forth but slows down it doesn't appear to necessarily be on big machinery as much as just loaded into the wall ready to swing um as these children start to follow igor shouts this place is riddled with traps move carefully um 
Illyria and Igor are going to try and guide these people through. Um, Illyria just seems to be in a bit more of a panic than Igor is, and um, Igor, the children step gingerly forward. Illyria also um, starting to approach the end of this hallway, being very careful, avoiding anything that looks like a tripwire hidden in cobwebs. Um, piles of bones sit along the corners of this hallway. Harder to see because the illumination is getting dimmer and dimmer as the hallway progresses, but here in the corners there are clearly bones of all sorts of creatures. Uh, many of them riddled with darts or arrows, uh, some of them with uh, sort of limbs crushed between parts of the wall. As Igor does his best to sort of lead these students gently forward, uh, Illyria tries to make their way up in front and... As they do so, Igor, you've been pointing out every single thing you can see, but it's dark in here, and you are standing at the mouth of your cave, the one that separates you from this world to the other, and it's hard to focus when you're just trying to keep yourself at the mouth of this cave. You can see in your peripheral that ever-looming cave of absolute dark nothingness that if you you know if you were to lose focus and let yourself plunge back into it you would disappear and yet in front of you here is the real world here is Illyria here's the place you need to focus on and you do your absolute best but you miss one you see it just as Illyria puts their foot down in a um, a little pile of loose gear an old bit of leather armor crunches down underneath Illyria's foot and in doing so we hear more grinding from the walls stones open in the wall and almost like giant mechanical jaws reach out and into a sarcophagus of stone grab two of these children that surround us and pull them in. One of them was the golden-eyed armband wearing a child who we crashed into before, and they are swallowed up into the wall. Um, Illyria, do you have a way to start the fire? Um, let me check my pack. I probably can find something. This is actually kind of a good one because uh, I had forgotten about this. Illyria has uh, the improviser. Uh, ooh, come on. Ooh, come on. I can make this with wits instead of supply? What's my supply? My supply is at zero. That's no good. Um, and my wits are only plus two. Come on! I match it, but I can't beat it. No! Oh, that's terrible. Come on, do I get a plus one or anything? I don't. Oh, wretched. No! Um... Illyria stops to uh, hunt around in, it's not even a backpack, just a burlap sack with a drawstring uh, in which they've been keeping everything that they own in the world. A few things stolen from camp in that dark time just after Igor's death. Um, anything, anything, a flint and steel, but there's nothing there. And not only that, but as they search... They fall against a wall, and in doing so, 
a column of flame crashes down below and pushes Illyria and Igor apart. Um, uh, Illyria has to dodge the rest of the way down into this hallway and behind this door, uh, which slams shut as the as the fire blasts down below. Igor shouts uh, to this remaining group of students in this clearly, this hallway full of traps. Um, Igor shouts, Does anyone have a way to make a fire? Um, meanwhile, down at the end of the hallway, Illyria is banging on this door. Igor! Igor! <sighs> Illyria can make a weak hit here and uh, crunches against the door <laughs> and manages to burst the lock on it and one of the hinges and the door sort of swings lazily inward but in this exact same moment a new terror appears there is a suit of armor not one like you might see in a museum not one like you might hope for in a whimsical castle but a rusty one one of the uh, one of the halves of its leg armor uh, one of the legs of its armor has fallen away long ago and inside just a skeletal leg supports half of this suit of armor as the rust bucket walks forward at a limp, at a trudge, and blindly sort of swings a shield as, uh, as a bludgeon more than a shield itself. Um, in doing so, its own helmet sort of falls off and there is a skeleton stinking of rot with a dark mold growing over it and a jaw that hangs loose from one side. It makes no noise except for the creaking, screeching clash of rusty armor and Illyria starts to flee down the hallway. Meanwhile, uh, back inside this trapped hall, let's see if anyone else has uh, implements to make a fire. I'm going to call this um, unlikely. 76 or greater. 38 is not going to do it. Um, you look into the panicked eyes of these other children here, and you don't see any of that sense of presence of mind that you yourself have so carefully cultivated uh, in, your, in your times just needing to make snap decisions uh, back in the gate town as you were running what, what, uh, you know, what jobs you could get. You've had to keep a presence of mind that you look around, none of these children have practiced like you have. Even if they do have something to make a fire, nobody's got enough focus to make it happen. At the end of this hallway, you can see as this gout of fire starts to sputter out, and then just sort of melt from a column of fire to just sort of a, uh, a low, upside-down fountain of fire that just sort of splatters against the ceiling and dissipates. You see, beyond that, there is the door hanging off of its hinges. You know it was Illyria that did this. What do you want to do, Igor? Meanwhile, in this hallway, this suit of armor... <sighs> smashes this shield against the stone of the walls and chases Illyria down this hallway. They are trying not to get too far away because they don't want to leave Igor behind, um, and they certainly don't intend to. And yet, 
we are being chased by this thing. Uh, Illyria is going to look around for something else to wield. Uh, anything else. I think if there's a if there's a spear nearby, that would be excellent. There are, after all, sort of old, rusty weapons on the ground, all sorts of things. Um, and I think with this wits roll, can it happen? <sighs> no. And... Not only that, but I think um, in uh, as Illyria panics, looking around for anything usable on the floor, Illyria picks up what looks like a spear but dissolves into old rotten wood with a, a, a rusty, disintegrating spearhead up at the top. Grabs for a torch, but it's bolted into the wall, and panic sets in for Illyria. Grabbing for anything that seems like a weapon, Illyria manages to find nothing, and the panic as they have to back further and further and further away from Igor, from this door where they don't know what's happening to Igor, they just know that Igor is back there. Um, Illyria, their eyes go wide, and they just flat out panic. Igor, what is it you're doing back there? Uh, you're you're in this room separated uh, more and more from Illyria. Illyria is weak and terrified. Um, and uh, Igor decides to try and leave to assist uh, and go through the walls. Excellent. Okay, that means you are going to. Uh, it's going to be using edge, which is okay for you, but you're going to get to use your extra plus two because you're doing ghost stuff. Okay. Oh, that's a good roll. Oh, that's a great roll! Hey, you beat it, and you beat it with a twist, which means that, uh, yeah, you head on through, and uh, you do it without even needing to ghost too hard. You just sort of... Um, it's starting to come not quite as an instinct, but sometimes you just sort of... You forget where you are for a moment, and you do so as you approach that door, and you sort of fade back into that cave, and when you come back... You're just on the other side of the door. Um, it, you didn't have to open it, you didn't have to touch it. And down there at the end, you see Illyria panicking. Um, you coast not only through the door, but you suddenly pass through this suit of armor as it trudges through the hallway. And we both find ourselves here in this long corridor um, uh, with arches up and around us, holes in the ceiling. Uh, there are occasionally big, heavy doors with iron banding on them as we pass by. Um, and you are going to try and uh, help Illyria out here. Uh, what is it you're going to do to try and sort of uh, help Illyria to either calm down or help Illyria to uh, overcome the situation? What, is, what does Igor actually do? Because uh, you're here now, you you got a great hit, and you were immediately able to sort of find us. Where do you go? What do you do? Um, meanwhile, let me see. What do we think, Igor? What's what's your plans? Let's hear your plans! Um, Illyria 
backs away down this, uh, certainly bolstered now that Igor is back here. Um, Igor and Illyria both sort of back away uh, in front of this staggering, stumbling, rusting suit of armor and uh, dodging out of the way as it swings this shield, taking chunks out of the masonry. Igor says, Illyria, you're strong. There's a battle raging within you. Remember it and use it. Um, and suddenly Illyria's eyes open a little wider and they take in a deep breath. You look and Illyria doesn't change. You don't see any change to their appearance, but their eyes take on a sharper edge and they breathe in through their nose. Um, Igor is going to try and use some sort of spirit to to kind of to, to help Illyria tap into that battle that was raging within them. Igor, you don't have to sort of physically reach. You just, you are tapped in from when you reached in before. And within Illyria, you're right. This battle rages. You can tell how much it's taking out of them just to sort of be on their feet while this is going on, but you feel, again, on the one side, the howling of wolves, the burdens of, of instinct and obligation to the pack and uh, a constant hunger. On the other side, you hear the deep, resonant growl of a tiger and the the solitude and um, the, the loneliness and the power within that and these two forces doing battle within Illyria. Illyria. And charges forward. Time to enter the fray. All right. Uh, I am facing off with, uh, I'm facing off against a foe, and I'm going to roll plus heart here, because that's what you gave me, I think. Um, and with this, yes, that is a strong hit. We're going into this with additional two momentum and feeling great. Illyria, uh, dodges back and forth, um, still swaying a little bit with this wound in their shoulder, uh, but they dodge and dodge just underneath the uh, this shield as it crunches into the wall and gets stuck for just a moment between bits of masonry. Illyria dives in and grabs the leg out from underneath this thing and sinks their teeth into it in a manner totally uncharacteristic as far as what Igor has seen them do so far. Um, uh, sinking their teeth in, uh, this leg pulls out from this suit of armor, and with only one sort of actual armored leg, this thing falls half to the ground. It falls to one knee, because one knee is all it has anymore, and it is just holding itself up on this shield wedged into the wall and swinging a gauntleted hand, which on the inside, it's very visible. There is no skeleton inside this part of the armor, and yet the the armor continues to swing forward. It sort of tries to hop half on one knee to, to take slashes at Illyria, but no. Um... Illyria is going to, uh, now with this sort of leg gripped in their teeth, this this old rotten bone, this old rotten, what, femur, I guess? Tibia? I don't remember. Um, and um, 
unfortunately has pushed their advantage a bit far. In doing so, I am grabbed by this suit of armor uh, with its one arm that it's that it's not using to sort of hold itself up with the shield. This suit of armor closes around Illyria's neck and uh, Illyria is fighting it, trying to get away. Um, and uh, the the creature sort of like uh, slumps against the wall, releasing the shield and just crushing Illyria with all of its uh, rusty might. Um, uh, I got in, I, I've still managed to sort of pull off one of its other gauntlets and inside there's just nothing, but it's just using its its rusty armor to crunch in. It, it, it scratches up Illyria's neck um, with this rust and uh, the, the sort of growling and uh, clawing continues from Illyria. Uh, Igor, what are you doing during this fight? Um, I think while I'm doing this, uh, let me go ahead and check some things off real quick. Okay. All right. Igor! Igor! <laughs> I can't get away! I just... <laughs> I need something to fight with! Illyria is well trapped here. What are you going to do? Um, this, uh, this creature is going to continue to squeeze. There is a crunch and somewhere down below, uh, down sort of in Illyria's torso, there is a, a cracking and <gasps> it's suddenly much harder for Illyria to breathe. Um, let's see. Um, uh, excellent. Okay. Igor, um, not knowing sort of what else to do, tries to manifest into the suit of armor. And I think this is going to be, uh, you don't necessarily have like the, you, you've never done any sort of possession before. You don't know how that would work, but you're going to give it a try anyway. You know what you want this thing to do. And you pour your essence in through this sort of gap left by the hole uh, that Illyria tore out from the, arma, uh, from the armor. You find yourself, Igor, Inside the suit of armor, physically, yes, and you can sort of, you have a vague sense of that, but you have a much stronger sense of your essence being inside this suit of armor with someone else. It's not Illyria. There's someone else inside this suit of armor, and they are something dark. Uh, you can feel it. Uh, it. It's the same sense that you get when you look out into the forest and you suddenly see a shape move. When you suddenly, you know, see like a silhouette move behind a tree, um, it's that sort of feeling. Like you can catch just a glimpse of it, in spite of being very physically close. Um, you know that you are your essence is close, and that feeling of watching that dark shape step behind a tree when you're all alone in a dark forest—it's that sort of feeling. You know it's there. You know it has ill intent, and yet it is entirely mysterious and terrifying to you. Um, however, you do manage, uh, to strike at this foe, and so you are going to, uh, you have unfortunately lost advantage, but you do manage to deal a hit into this thing. Um, 
Um, let's see. Okay, fantastic. Uh, and you are sort of like fighting this thing as it tries to fight back against you. Um, uh, and Sander, I think you, um, uh, Sander's wondering, is there a way to check if another ghost is possessing it? I think that's exactly the sense that you get. You feel yourself here, uh, in the same way that you sort of feel yourself in the cave, uh, and much like being in this cave, uh, and sort of looking out into the world, it's a little bit like looking across sort of this, sort of like looking out of your cave and seeing another cave far in the distance, and this dark figure disappears into the cave. You know it's another ghost. You can feel an essence of that type um, in here. Um, and it seems that it has been here for a long time. This is an ancient possession of this armor. Illyria is is Illyria gonna try and end this fight? No, not yet. Illyria is gonna try and put in a little bit more damage first. Um, Illyria is is being <sighs> crushed under the weight of this and is just going to try and resist essentially, um, trying to pull off pieces of armor, just trying to do whatever they can um, to eliminate the hold on them. Oh, and they manage, you hear uh, from somewhere outside, It's it's got a tinny reverberation to it because you're inside this suit of armor. So the thing that you hear as you hear Illyria's voice starting to fade a little bit, just saying, Eeyore, please, Eeyore. <laughs> and you hear a this all coming tinny from outside and then a... Uh, a metallic rending from outside as Illyria bursts out from this suit of armor, <laughs> ripping pieces away and chucking them down the hallway. Uh, some of them explode into a, a fog of uh, a light dust of uh, rust. Others clank down the hallway and... As the two of you fight, as the two of us fight, one from within, one from the outside, Illyria uh, taking hold of uh, bits of this armor is just chucking uh, greaves and bracers down the hallway, just from the inside with their back up against the breastplate of this armor and this skeletal head over the shoulder, just sort of like bobbing and lolling around. Um, Illyria is grabbing every bit of armor, and before long, this thing is just a a torso. Uh, just the breastplate sitting on the floor with the occasional bone hanging out of it, sinew barely holding it together, and Illyria, still on all fours, flips around uh, to face this breastplate and this loose skull hanging there, and is going to end this fight. I've got an eight against two sevens. That's a decisive victory. Come on. Um, uh, Illyria grabs the breastplate. Um, and in doing so, Igor, I don't know if you see it as much as you feel it, but it's not just Illyria right now. Out from Illyria's fingertips, there are claws. It's hard to see what sort, but you see, you sort of feel these claws from Illyria. Illyria puts one hand on the breastplate and one hand on the backing of the armor, 
and you, Igor, are pushing from the inside. You are fighting against this shadow from across the way, uh, from this other cave, this other ghost deep inside this suit of armor. You push back against it, and the two of us working together, you feel this thing that you've sort of been confined within, that you put yourself into to try and help this fight, burst open like a clam in a fire and it shatters down the hallway as Illyria <sighs> roars into this dark space and pants there. <sighs> Your essence pours back out into the hallway as the vessel you were in suddenly releases both you and this dark form, but the dark form just disappears it charges away down the hallway with nothing to protect it and the two of us are okay we can see other students starting to charge past but not nearly as many anymore um uh now we just see there is a ghost girl sort of like timidly sort of crawling along one of the edges of this corridor um and then another boy uh, disappears into a door uh, nearby, and we hear a scream from inside there. Um, Illyria sort of leans against one wall, and in doing so, the both of us, I think, notice, but it's probably sharper to Igor. We've been, like, fighting in here. We've been stepping on all sorts of flagstones. I've, I've leaned up against the wall here. This hallway doesn't have nearly the density of traps. We can't guarantee there are none, but... It's not, like, full of traps like that hallway was just before. Um, uh, Igor, what do you do? Um, Illyria looks exhausted and bleary-eyed and is looking down at their fingertips like they're not sure what they're seeing because there is most certainly claws coming from these fingertips. Illyria just sort of, like, rolls away from this shield stuck in the wall, uh, tries to pull it out um, just to see if perhaps we can get a little bit more protection. Um, down at the end of this hallway, there are... Um, uh, there is... Uh, let's see. There is one door, and... Um, uh, it sort of it turns off to the right. We know we are heading deeper into the castle, but what other way is there to go? We better keep moving. Um, Illyria is going to try and rip this thing off the wall, uh, manages a, a weak success, and so um, Illyria manages to pull just half of this thing off the wall. Um, another half sort of st stays stuck in the wall as the shield shatters in half, the rotten wood giving way. Um, and uh, Igor says, you did well. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not sure what's happening, but... Oh, it worked for a moment. Everything smells terrible in here. And uh, the two of us continue on. Um, uh, Illyria has got half of a shield. There's still sort of a, a rusted metal edge around the outside that might come in handy to block a blow or two um, as we continue down and enter through this doorway. In doing so, we enter a round tower. This one seems much better kept. Um, and we enter here. It's fairly quiet. We leave the 
the doors behind us. Um, and uh, in this round room, we see in front of us one closed door and a quiet room. Welcome to the murder hole! And that is when we look up to where the voice came from, and up above there is indeed a hole in the floor just above the door that we just came through, and a face with glowing red eyes that suddenly disappears back away from the edge, and into the room fly all sorts of objects. There are rusty old weapons. There are books. There are seeming like broken legs of chairs and tables, um, quills. All of these rush into the room. They, they fall down in a pile on the floor and then one by one, they get up and start to fly through the air. Quills come sailing at us. Um, uh, by our cheeks. I think Illyria catches one across the cheek and uh, it draws a little bit of blood. These table legs come hurling through the room and then when they go flying to the other side, they clatter against the floor and then they once again f fly up into the air for a moment and then come soaring at us. Um, they, are, uh, they are coming at us from all angles. What do you want to do, Igor, as Illyria... Um, is going to, once again, looking at a closed door and a bad room, the best plan is to just try and burst down the closed door. And with an excellent roll, Illyria turns, raises this half of a wooden shield, and charges at this door. <laughs> um, manages to dig it in in between sort of the, the, the locking end of the door and pushes it the other way like a lever and little bits of stone and stone dust fall down into the room as Illyria pries this door open. Um, um, <laughs> Igor looks back and by the time you've turned back again, um, uh, Illyria has managed to, to break this door open and says, I suppose it's my turn to lead the way through here. Um, Illyria slams the door shut again as you come back through to the other side. Um, and we are now in a very different hallway. Um, we can see up to one side, there is a, uh, a sort of like a ramp up into some very foggy, perhaps sunlight. Uh, and then further down ahead of us, some torches, uh, and additional doors on either side. Um, uh, Illyria falls back against the door and says, All right, well, the constant question, where to next? Where are we headed? Up the ramp into this, uh, this pale sunlight, um, or continue down the hallway into the torchlight. This torchlight is no longer sort of red, um, but uh, it is a, a a much more sort of like standard fire torchlight. Um, Igor says, "Is this a test?" I don't know, but I hate it. I hope not. I don't know how well we're doing. Um, I. 
uh, on the door behind Illyria as they hold it shut. Um, these objects continue to batter the inside. Um, and uh, then go quiet for a moment. Illyria says, Do you think we're all right? I don't know. We should use this moment. Which way do we go? I can't think. I can't see straight. I... Everything smells terrible. It's it's overwhelming. I... Uh, and Illyria gags a little bit in this quiet moment as the as the objects on the other side of the door are quiet. And then we hear. A wind, and then a clinking noise. Clink, 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 clink. And the chains from the floor start to rise up. One end is bolted into the wall, but the other starts to lash around in the hallway. Illyria, you watch behind. I'm going to go scout ahead. And Igor, um, as Illyria uh, sees that, we, we can hear there's nothing behind the door anymore, but um, Illyria starts to wrestle with this chain. It sort of starts to whip around here, um, but uh, Igor is going to try and scout ahead for other options, other ways through here where we might be able to find some way to rest. You go s cruising down this hallway here. <sighs> You enter a few rooms and find more horrors. You pass into the first, and inside this room, a massive spider web uh, occupied by uh, uh, spiders the size of the largest dogs you've ever seen in your life. One even nearly the size of a horse. And uh, they preside over this room where they have webbed up the entire space except for a pit in the floor which plunges down below. Um, you whisk out of that room. And uh, in this room, you find uh, there is a another long hallway. And in this space, in the hallway, there is a man dancing up and down the hallway. This man wears uh, a top hat and a sort of tuxedo, like old school kind of, a uh, coat of, uh, of tails kind of thing, um, except in the place of all the stitching and the details and the buttons, instead it is toggles of bones and uh, a, a skeletal hand stitched into the front of this top hat as this individual, uh, scruffy with a, a real scruffy short beard, hasn't shaved in forever, uh, leathery skin, he does this little jig up and down the hallway. Uh, this is fully a, a, a person, by the way. This is a, a man, but with glowing red eyes and this uh, suit adorned with dirty bones, uh, patches on the elbows. He dances up and down the hallway, singing, Oh, I do love me a new set students. Come on in, kiddos. It's time to meet the staff. Welcome to orientation! Um, as a, a, a kid flees from one door to another down far along the hallway, he goes, oh! <laughs> and starts to, uh, in this sort of loping run, charge down after the student and disappear uh, through that door. Um, 
I'll give you another door because you rolled pretty well on that one. Uh, Igor flies away from there and uh, flies to a staircase um, in which uh, you can sort of look up and you see a window a, a little higher in the staircase, but that window seems to be replaced by a mirror and you can just sort of see around into a different part of the staircase. You whisk back to Illyria as Illyria fights away with this chain. Illyria has managed to sort of fight the chain around this statue on the wall. It appears to be sort of a small drake, um, just a stone statue, and it's been just Illyria's just wrapping this chain around this this uh, statue's neck, um, which which makes it fight less and less as it's got less chain to work with. What did you find, Igor? Which way do we go, Igor? You got three options: spider pit. Uh, creepy bone man hallway or, uh, uh, stairway with the mirror. I am going to take my plus one momentum and I managed to get this stupid thing wrapped around this here. Igor says, essentially, well, there aren't a lot of good options, but I, I found a staircase. There's a mirror. Um, Igor shrugs and, uh, Illyria shrugs right back and then, uh, winces <laughs> my shoulder. I'm exhausted. I don't know how much further I can make it here. Um, as we rush forward, um, we charge down to the end of this hallway where we find this spiral staircase and we creep inside. Inside the staircase, the walls get tighter and tighter as we climb. Um, we notice this first mirror and as we pass it, we can see into the staircase we know it's not this one however because in this mirror we can see a bit of graffiti etched into um uh, etched into the stone that just says werebore um and uh with like a big sort of crude thumbs up near it um and we turn around and there's no such graffiti here but more strangely, we don't see ourselves in it. We continue to climb. We climb up higher, and at this point, we reach a very strange moment where we see to our right, there is a mirror where there should be a window, and then in front of us, another mirror where the staircase should head upward. This one, we can see ourselves in, and yet, when we touch it, it's almost like a pane of glass. Um, uh, and just this mirror in front of us. Um, Igor, what do you do? Um, is gonna try and sort of like get a sense of what this could possibly mean. Um, it has gone much quieter here now. And uh, we can still hear the occasional like scream or shriek from elsewhere in the building. Illyria's going to try and make sense of this, even though not quite their strong suit. Um, and unfortunately, just slumps against a wall, sort of like knocking a fist into this mirror. It feels absolutely solid. Like it, like it might as well be a solid block of deeply polished silver, almost. Um, uh, Igor... I can't make any sense of this. I, I'm exhausted. 
and Illyria actually starts to sort of like, you can see their eyes go a little bit wide, um, sort of like looking up and around, and their eyes settle vaguely on you, Igor, and Illyria says, I'm so sorry that you're dead. Maybe I'm dead too, is this? Is this what it was like while you were gone? Trapped in some kind of hellish labyrinth. All right. Igor is sort of trying to examine this mirror for what it might be. Um, like this? No. No, not really. You pick up a little pebble, which, boy, even even this small bit of, you know, just chip from the bricks in the wall is, it takes some exertion for you. You have a tough time exerting yourself in the world, and you chuck it at this mirror. It makes this sort of plinking sound, but you reach your hand up and you pass it through this mirror. And when you do so, you can see now your hand, but your hand back when you were a living elf uh, is now reflected on the other side. Whatever this mirror is, it's not behaving normally in the least. Igor says, No, not like this at all. This is much more fun. Uh, and Illyria, I think, just sort of like dissolves into some giggles. <laughs> well, I'm sure glad to hear that. Oh. Um, you reach in with your human hand, excuse me, with your elven hand, and you reach your hand sort of back and you feel the other side of this mirror. And in doing so, you find it heats your hand for a moment. You wonder why your hand is getting warm and you realize, oh, that's a torch. You pull it away. You can't see it, but you grab onto it and you pull and and this mirror rotates. And that's what you get when you score a strong hit on a twist. <laughs> you nailed it. Illyria, eyes still blurry. They look up at you, Igor, at your arm, which on one side is ghastly, on the other side is living elven, and um, just sort of like squints. <laughs> I thought you were dead. Oh. Igor, you pull your arm out from the mirror and we can see a, an additional space up in this hallway here. Um, it is torch lit as we continue to climb this staircase. Um, and uh, Igor says, Illyria, keep an eye on that other mirror. Um, Illyria sort of like looks bleary eyed uh, as we start to pass upward into the towers. Um, and this mirror, very weirdly, 
shows Igor and Illyria. This is the next. This is the next sort of. Um, uh, 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 it should be a window, but it's a mirror instead. We walk past it, and as we do so, we can see ourselves in it, but not ourselves right now. Ourselves before, when we were passing the first mirror, wondering why there was graffiti on the other side of it. And we turn, and there it is. It says, Werebore, with a crude thumbs up, etched into the stone here. Igor, are you sure that we're not dead? This was from before. And Illyria just continues to trudge up the staircase. Now, up at the top, there is not a door, just an archway. With a, essentially a, a left path and a right path. They look about even, but these are, frankly, they are fairly pleasantly lit. Down one hallway, we can hear... and crashing and um, out from one of the doors, uh, people, sorry, I was reading chat, out from one of the doors, um, a uh, an entire desk crashes uh, as a brisk wind picks up along that side. Uh, that's on the left side. And then on the right side, all is quiet, except then we see that ghost girl we've seen uh, uh, screaming as she runs out of one wall into another wall, uh, going across, and then we see the bone man again. <laughs> as he does his sort of galloping little dance um, through the hallway. Out one door, in another, and disappears. Uh, left or right? Left uh, with the crashing desk or right with the bone man? Far down this hallway, we see a door swing open. And the bone man... <laughs> Here I come! Disappears following this ghost girl. The two of us are going to try and be very stealthy. The the gallivanting footsteps of the bone man stop suddenly. Oi! I never was much good with ghosts anyway. What else is down this way? Who's there? We hear the footsteps start to, in their weird halting pattern, come back in this direction. Um, meanwhile, uh, Illyria is going to also try and stealth through. Mm. <laughs> oh boy. Um, just by means of sheer luck, um, uh, Illyria manages to run down the hallway and then uh, there's a little alcove with a window in it um, and Illyria ducks into this alcove um, Igor whispers to Illyria um, and Illyria frankly doesn't see Igor anywhere just sort of hears this voice in their head um, Igor says we're going to set a trap we can lure in the bone man perhaps lock him inside the room and us and the ghost girl can escape. Uh, Illyria, not really knowing what else to do, just thinks the words okay. Um, 
Maybe that reaches Igor, maybe not. Who knows? Um, meanwhile, what is the nature of the trap that you would like to set? Um, I think uh, Illyria is also going to sort of look into their pack and try to uh, try to figure out some option here. Let's see. What can I what can I offer? What sort of trap do we want to try and set here? Um, I guess we probably want to pick a door, pick a room to try and trap the Bone Man inside of, huh? So we will start with that. Uh, Igor starts to whisk up and down this hallway, being as invisible as possible, sort of releasing as much essence as possible while still staying present in the world. Even with everything that you can do, Igor, you look in, you don't find a suitable room. You can find rooms, certainly, but uh, one of them, it looks like it is full of these sharp dissection instruments, and it's got big, dark, stained wooden tables inside it. Um, there is no door on this room. Uh, you look in toward a, a room of uh, what look like they might be hourglasses, uh, and then some very strange contraptions that Igor and Illyria wouldn't recognize, which is true of most people in the realms of Recetus, but which we as the viewers would recognize as crude clocks uh, with clockwork. Um, uh, but this one, uh, the door just sort of like swings loose on its hinges. Uh, another one, you can see there is um, a gallery of paintings, but this one has a massive hole in the floor right in front of the door. Um, and uh, so you're just going to pick something to fall on him when he enters. Okay. Um, which one do you pick? We have got uh, the sharp instruments. We've got the... Um, uh, Oh, shoot. Uh, sharp instruments, hourglasses, or um, the the paintings gallery. Which one do you head into? Meanwhile, we can hear footsteps. All right. All right. Oh, I do love it when they fight back. Come on. Where are you? Where are you? The Bone Man re-enters the hallway, um, poking a head out, and we can see on the that that unshaven face just a crude, manic grin um, underneath this top hat, which again has just a full skeleton hand stitched into the stitch onto the front of it like a decoration. All right, um, as this as the Bone Man dances and ducks between doors um uh ducking first one into one and then another um igor whispers illyria in here illyria is going to try and duck out from their alcove and hopefully make our way across <sighs> illyria runs uh from one this from this little alcove through the door and uh we hear Whoa! <laughs> all right where are you illyria is going to take an additional minus one momentum um and let's see the first one I saw was with the hole in the floor, so I'm just gonna we're gonna go with that one. Um, surrounding us on these walls, uh, there is there is this big hole, sort of like very near the inside of the room. So we, I, Illyria, can sort of like s s 
flatten myself against the wall and move along it. Um, but down below we can see is another crashed floor. And then down below that, um, it looks like there is a massive um, piece of uh, like iron, like, a, like an enormous cauldron or something. Um, that is rusting and uh, we see a bunch of rats scurry away from the noises up above. Um, somewhere down in the, the dungeons of this place, we can sort of see this, this drop. Um, Illyria hides just inside the doorway and these paintings on all of the walls here, they just cover the walls. We look up and around and uh, many of them are sort of like ripped in half um, or, you know, like half of the painting is ripped away. Uh, lots of them depict people as opposed to like still lives or landscapes. Um, uh, we see lots of portraits here and as we do so, they change ever so slightly. Igor? Igor, did you see that? All right, kiddos. Let's just have a little chat. Come say hello to Orif. Come on. Come on. And uh, this voice continues to traipse down the hallway. We hear the rattling boot steps uh, as this dance continues until... The boot falls stop right in front of our door. With Igor on one side and Illyria on the other, we make eye contact across this door and both lean ever so slightly to peer out into the hallway. All we can see is the toe of this boot. The boot is busted open like um like a cartoon like a <laughs> like a cartoon um and uh, inside we can see the toes sort of wrapped in a rag, it seems, instead of in a sock, this busted open. And um, this doorway in front of us slowly a figure starts to poke their head in. And that's when we lunge. We're gonna try and, and Pull him in and down into this hole here. Um, there we go. I think I managed to get him in my grasp, and the bone man says, <laughs> Hello, hello there. How are you? And uh, grabs Illyria by sort of the lapels here. As the two sort of struggle over this space, the paintings in the wall clearly start to push against their canvas. And as they do so, they're moving. The, the subjects of these paintings are moving. And as they push on it, it's almost like it's made of like uh, a veil. And it pushes out. It distorts the image. But these hands that reach out into this veil, they push the veil forward. And they are clearly beginning to emerge from the paintings themselves. Um, uh, Igor is going to try and push a mist in front of the eyes of this bone man here. The bone man giggles. <laughs> oh, you got a friend, do you? Well, that's great news. Um, and makes a sort of grab behind himself. And you can feel when he grabs you, 
it's strange. You got the occasional slash from the wolves before out in the forest, and their claws just sort of seem to like pass through you. Of course, you were in like a dispersed mist form then, but when this guy grabs for you, it it hurts like a like a bruise, like a sharp bruising, um, or like a like a Charlie horse or something. For those of you who are familiar with what that is. Um, However, you do manage to uh, get your sort of, get your mist swirling around his head. He starts to teeter on the edge here, um, and Illyria is going to try and use this to their advantage. Come on, come on. Uh, just using whatever, whatever strength I can muster. Okay, that'll, that'll match the upper edge, and then I think with you giving me that advantage, I had plus one. Yes, that's a strong hit. Um, Illyria just sort of lets their weight drop um, and just like sits down really hard on this edge at the uh, at the the edge of this collapsed section of floor. And uh, the Bone Man, uh, laughing all the way down, <laughs> just shouts, <laughs> "Oh, I'm gonna have a great time with you this year, aren't I?" And as he plummets, we watch as he's about to collide with this massive rusted out cauldron at the bottom, and then his form shudders in the torchlight. Just like we saw that hooded woman who led us here in the first place, he, his form shudders and then he shatters into uh, shadows that rush against the wall to where the shadow of his form should be, and then whisk and dance away as his voice giggles all the time. <laughs> oh, kiddos! Let's see what you've got for old Oreo. Igor says up above, Let's get out of here. These paintings don't seem friendly. And indeed, as Illyria scooches to the side and just, just barely rolls out into the hallway to avoid falling into this pit, and Igor uh, whisks out from that open doorway, indeed, the paintings inside begin to breach these veils in front of them, and like the ring, start to crawl out from the paintings. I think I'd like to be in his class. In... In his class? What? Oh, the, you said they said this was a school. What sort of school is this? This place is... It's a hell! And, uh, stumbling up, uh, Illyria falls against the wall and tries to continue running, but is absolutely exhausted. Um... With this, everything's quiet. We listen for a moment, and um, uh, these these paintings start to sort of crawl very slowly toward the hallway. So we get up when we start moving down the hallway, uh, slowly stumbling. Illyria does manage ever so <laughs> carefully uh, to stay upright, but barely. And the two of us stumble down to the only open door at the end of this hallway. We turn a corner. There's an open door there. And as we do so, uh, 
we find ourselves in a large hall. This hall is filled with children. Many of them are grinning, but the ones closest to the door that we have just entered look wide-eyed and terrified. Um, the ghost girl is indeed there, and uh, Igor says, It's all right, don't worry. It's... I think we're safe. Illyria rushes in and sort of slams the door behind, but suddenly... <gasps> Help us! Any of you, help us! Some of the uh, these wide-eyed, terrified children, the ones just here inside the door, start to rush forward, but the rest of these kids, there must be hundreds of them, just stand there, gossiping and grinning. Um, and Illyria tries to hold this door. And... As the door bursts open, um, an orc woman uh, that Igor recognizes accompanies the bone man holding a, a little boy, kicking and screaming, fighting off. And uh, the bone man is saying, all right, all right, all right, not with the teeth. Come on, <laughs> come on, come on. There you go. Uh, and uh, plops this boy down with the rest of these terrified kids here in front. Um, and then walks through the a, a path that clears in the non-terrified kids, the gossiping ones, and heads up to the front of this large hall. A foggy sunlight is coming in through the windows. And yet this sunlight, which you felt you, you had a hard time with before, Igor. This sunlight doesn't seem to want to dissipate your form in the least. It feels comfortable, even. As a matter of fact, it's been maybe a week since you died. It's hard to know for sure because you don't know and Illyria can't quite remember. It kind of feels good to have real sunlight on what almost feels like real you again. The sun has risen up into the sky, and it's now, um, you know, uh, mid-morning. The students surrounding um, this little pack of terrified children starts to clap. This room is reverberating with clapping, with applause. Um, the orc woman uh, proceeds up to the front um, and stands off to one side with some people that Igor recognizes. Um, there is uh, a, a black man who uh, the rest of these folks do seem to sort of defer to. Um, he is wearing a hat filled with assorted teeth it seems, um, and carries what looks like it might be a mace, except it doesn't have like a wooden handle. Excuse me, a flail, I believe is the proper term. It's the one on a chain. Um, but anyone who spent much time in like a Catholic church might recognize it as something sort of akin to a censer, C-E-N-C-E-R, I believe it's spelled. Um, but from inside it, there is a sort of 
a tiny little curl of smoke as incense burns within. Now, at the same time, it's also made of iron and spiked. You know this is a weapon, but he holds it on the end of a chain and gently swings it back and forth. He nods as this orc woman with um, kind of pale gray skin. Um, she has uh, some some very classic orc fangs, uh, two, two big sort of tusks coming up from her lower jaw. Um, she is absolutely muscle-bound, totally uh, totally built in her shoulders and her legs. Um, she sort of nods and stands in a line with some of these folks off to the side. They step back and sort of dissolve, not, not really, but just sort of fade into the shadows a bit and stand there. You see the halfling woman with the bandolier of daggers. You see uh, the tall, thin man with the piercing eyes and the long fencing rapier. A couple of others, harder to see. And up on a platform at the end, this platform uh, seems to be a, a big circle of stone with a staircase that, uh, two staircases, one on either side that that follow up from the, the, the base of the front of this big enormous pillar um, up and around to the back of it. And up on top of this pillar are standing the Bone Man. You see a hovering sort of like it almost looks like a um, a person that has been wrapped in paper, like someone ripped up apart a bunch of pages of books and just sort of like paper macheed them almost, but it shifts slightly, um, sort of shifting its weight, and it's hard to tell precisely what's inside there, but it's vaguely humanoid in form, um, even as some of these pages sort of drift off and then re-stick onto the outside of this. Almost like, uh, almost like a silent vacuum is drawing them in. You can see a, a very small little gnome. Um, he has got... Uh, uh, he, he seems sort of young and sprightly um, and looks with a fairly pleasant smile down onto everyone. Um, uh, and then occasionally sort of cringes and you can see his face sort of contort a little bit. You see... a... Um, uh, you see a, uh, a a what appears to be a, a part giant, very at the very least part giant, um, standing up uh, in the back, and there are others as well. A dwarf um, with dark skin and a mohawk, uh, and uh, uncharacteristically for dwarves, also seemingly a pair of very small tusks, a bit like an orc might have. Um, uh, but this brizzly mohawk sort of snaps back and forth as this dwarf looks around at the, the people gathered here. And others, many of them, uh, more strange and more weird than the last. And then we see the final people that we recognize. Very strangely, um, up at the uh, side of the podium, not gathered there with these strange people sort of presiding over the room, but just off to one side, Illyria sees two people. Wait, Igor, I, I recognize them. I saw them in town after you died. Um, they've got white tattoos up their arm. Um, uh, he is a human and she is an elf, uh, but I heard in town that they, they might be vampires. They stand off to the side. These two that 
Illyria spotted in the general store on uh, uh, on their way into town. Uh, the the man holding on to his walking stick, which again, very thick at one end with a heavy iron band around it. Again, clearly a weapon. The woman of that pair goes forward and speaks to the final individual that you recognize. The woman that led you here. The woman that collected the two of us from the uh, the, the little cliffside walkway that led us up into this castle. The one that left us in that front room. The one that brought us here to this terror. The woman that Illyria, the elf woman that Illyria saw um, in the general store goes and approaches this woman who stands at the front center of this platform whispers in her ear for a moment, and then goes and returns and rejoins her companion. And then this woman who brought us here, this woman speaks. Welcome, young ghosts, vampires, lichen, people of all sorts. The world does not want you. This is Vesperal Academy, where we will teach you to make your mark on the world and survive it, but not the mark that was forced upon you. Here we are going to teach you to make your own mark. The new students, like ourselves, who cower near these, uh, these doors at the other end of the hall, start to relax ever so slightly. This woman, this woman that we've seen, once again brings a hand to her lips, seemingly to hide this sneer that comes so readily to her lips. And uh, we can see her eyes glow a pale moonly white underneath her tightly drawn back black hair. She's an elf. She, she's young. Seemingly only uh, mid-twenties, perhaps. With ornate white tattoos. Far more than this elf that uh, seems to look a bit like her. Far more um, intricate and detailed and vast. These This spider-webbing effect shifts and twists as her arms move because she has now bared her arms and her face and uh, we can see you know parts of her neck as well much of her body neck downward covered with tattoos um as she has shucked her hood away she looks out and says i do apologize for the fright but it is a hard world in which we live you're going to learn this and we hope to teach it to you in a way that is safe, if not comfortable. That can allow you to make your way. Welcome to Castle Vespero.
Everyone, thank you so very much for joining me today. My name is Sam, and this is, of course, Sidecar Stories. Y'all, I appreciate you coming to hang out. Deathrave says it always ends too soon. Well, Deathrave, I am very glad to hear you are enjoying it. Everyone, I have enjoyed this quite a bit. Um, I would love to do longer ones, and I intend to do ones that are a bit longer. Um, not a lot longer, because I do want these to sort of be digestible. I've noticed that as I continue on my way through the world and uh, through the world of other people's content, I find that two hours is a very comfortable number to listen to. If it gets much longer than that, it starts to... It, it's, it becomes a little harder to fit it into my week. Um, but I would certainly turn it up to three. I would think I would max out at four, and even then it would probably be four with the goal of like editing it back down. Um, Y'all, thank you so much for joining me. For those of you who are wondering what this is all about, my name is Sam, this is Sidecar Stories, and we dedicate this channel to telling stories. Telling them to one another, but also with one another, and that is what today is all about. Today is Side Cannons! <laughs> the tabletop RPG wing of Sidecar Stories. This is our second campaign. We spent a year playing Recidus Arena, and now we are on campaign number two, Night School at Vesperal Academy, and we are officially enrolled, my friends. Are you excited? Because I certainly am. Um, this was an interesting week. You're going to be finding out more about why this week was what it was next time. So never you fear. You'll you'll know why this week was so wild. Why would it begin in this way? Why would they bring in students like this? Well, we'll talk about it. Um, everybody, I hope you have enjoyed this. If you would like to know more about the Realms of Recidus, which is the place in which we are playing, um, because we have spent multiple years here... Um, uh, building. We spent a, a a little bit of time doing some world building before our first campaign. We played our first campaign for a year, and then we spent another year between campaigns one and two just doing world building. So go ahead and use that command. It'll take you to the fandom. Uh, it'll take you to the wiki, essentially, um, where you can find like to sit and chat with y'all for a bit. Uh, if you've got any questions about the world at large, um, about this campaign, or just about other things uh, involving side cannons. Um, this has been uh, a really pretty good session overall. I think today went pretty well. Um, uh, and don't forget, if you would like to explore the character sheets, you can go ahead and use the lore command or the tome command. Um, basically, that will take you to the lore keeper's tome, which will have um, the the sort of, it's the Google Drive for this project, essentially. Jem says, I've been in and out of consciousness. Quite all right. Um yeah, I guess um, as a quick summary of what all happened this week, basically, um, we met those hunters last week. Igor met those hunters last week. Igor said, hey, wait for this woman. We waited for the woman. The woman led us to the castle, brought us inside a ruined towers after the front gates closed on us, and then uh, shattered into shadow and disappeared. Um uh, zigging and zagging down this hallway. And then at that point, all of these children were sort of attacked by these various uh, individuals. You will find, perhaps, that blood was never drawn. Now, there's one possible exception to that, which is um, the suit of armor that we fought. That one's a little bit weirder, but uh, we can talk about that later on. Uh, we'll, we'll be finding out more about why that's different from anything else, but yeah. Yep. Deathrave said, big thunderstorm here in New York. Keep losing connection, but as always, had a great time. Hey, Deathrave, fantastic time. Uh, and you were a big part of that, so thank you so much. 
as were the rest of you. Um, yeah, folks, do you have any questions about the world? Anything that, uh, that you're curious about? Um, I will, I will once again, sort of like bring up our map of the world in case y'all have questions about that specifically. Um, but yeah, we're having a ton of fun so far. This has been great. Uh, as we continue through this campaign, uh, we're going to get to know this castle pretty well. We're going to have some adventures here. Um, I'm going to be looking into a couple of things involving uh, like best ways to explore deeper into a place. The Iron Sworn system at its core is very much about sort of outward exploration. And I want to do a little bit more inward exploration. I've already got some ideas on how that's going to work, but um, they've also got this big resource called the Delves. Iron Sworn Delves. Um, and Delves is, is sort of like the process of delving into something. I, I'm going to explore that and see if that's got some good options for getting deeper into this place. Um, and if, if not, I can do some light hacking on this end. This as a Powered by the Apocalypse game is a fairly easy hack. Not a, not a huge deal. Uh, but, folks, here we have it. Uh, this, of course, is the map of the very core, the very heart of the realms of Resetus. This is the towers. This is the city simply known as the towers. All that gray space there is the towers. Um, we've got these massive rivers that rush inward uh, from the north and also from the south and meet uh, here in this whirlpool called the Eye. Um, and if y'all are wondering roundabout where this campaign is taking place, well, you can see it just over my shoulder here because this is the town of Airely and that is the town of Dawn Greet right there. Um, for those of you who need a little bit more of a description of this map, because perhaps you're listening to this in audio only format, um, we have essentially a giant blob in the center. Uh, this blob is cut almost in half. Uh, there's definitely, it's heavier on the left side than the right side um, by a, uh, a zigzagging river, sort of a backwards uh, S sort of shape, roughly. Um, this river cuts north to south and cuts through this, this blob, this blob that is Reseda's Towers. Um, much heavier on the left side, much more populous on the left side. And then there's sort of um, uh, a smaller section on the right side um, that is also considered part of the towers. Um, uh, there are three major bridges that cross between these two halves. Um, and then our little adventure here is taking place to the east at about the, like, I don't know, maybe the two o'clock. If you start from the very center of Reseda's Towers, sort of from the two o'clock angle, you follow that, if, if you call it a clock face, um, about two o'clock, um, if you head in that direction, um... Maybe uh, maybe about halfway out into the frontier here, um, at least concerning this map. Half halfway between the center and the outer edge, there is the town of Dongreet, and nearby is Castle Vesperal. It is at the border between, um, sort of on the on the the western side of the river, ghost territories. On the eastern side of the river, to the north it's more lichen territory, and to the south it's more vampire territory. And we are sort of right here on the very edge. Right here on the edge in between the two. Um, which, as y'all may know, if you came for some of these spout lore sessions, um, it may become very important. We shall see. Uh, welcome back, Sander. Sander says, Sam, I want to compliment you on your use of puzzles in this chapter. Hey, Sander, I plan to do a bit more of that. Um, 
because this is the sort of this is the sort of like environment that actually sort of contributes positively to that. Um, so yeah, we'll have some we'll have some sessions in here. Sander, I think you're probably the one to warn here. I wanted to give everyone a heads up that next week's session is going to be a lot of like exploring and meeting people. Don't anticipate it's going to be a really action heavy session, everybody. Just so you're aware, uh, very social, very explorational. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna be introduced. This is like our first time uh, where we're gonna be sort of comfortably exploring the the area in which this campaign is actually going to be. So just be aware. Um, lots of exploration next week. Lots of meeting people. Um, we're gonna get a chance to like meet folks and like make some friends. That sort of stuff. You are here. Okay, cool. But that's, I suppose, the next thing that I want to communicate here is that we're going to be spending a lot of time in the same place. It's not going to be about, like, you know, making some friends, making some allies for a session or two and then leaving them behind. We're going to be meeting some people starting next episode or even some of the people that we've already met. And we're going to know these people for, like multiple arcs and they may be very important in those arcs so i want y'all to sort of like remember we're going to be making some friends some enemies that is totally up to y'all who igor wants to make friends and enemies with um i'm going to try not to step on that too much um and uh like the both of us are going to have friends and enemies here and um we are going to proceed with those people we're going to get certain benefits from certain friends and and we'll get benefits no matter who we decide to befriend like it'll it'll just be different i want this to feel very organic so that your choices matter your choices are going to matter and it's going to be fun for them to matter and i've done this before i do have some experience with this so um you can trust me you can trust me that i'll make it fun but you'll also have to trust me that in order to do this it does require some non-action uh, sequences. So that is what we're going to be getting into next week. Uh, everybody, I hope you're looking forward to classes. I hope you're looking forward to meeting some of your professors, including the Bone Man. What's his real name? Uh, including this person shrouded in paper. And then there is someone who seems to be, I guess you could call them from our experience thus far, well, we don't know her title yet, the Headmistress. Uh, this this young woman uh, with the white tattoos um, who seems to have some sort of like someone who looks very similar to her. I, I would say from our perspective, it's they, they seem to have a sibling similarity to them. Uh, but we're going to be learning a lot more about that later on. I hope y'all are stoked because I'm absolutely stoked. I've got a map of, uh, of the towers that I'm going to be sharing with y'all next week. Um, I hope to... <sighs> Okay, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say something here which is not a promise because it's going to take a ton of work and I just simply do not know when I would be able to execute on this. But I would love to actually build this castle. Y'all know I like to do some terrain building. I would love to build this castle or at least build enough of my my sort of scenics that I can assemble parts of this castle different parts at a time because um, I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh but then we come down to the issue of like uh, having the right miniatures and having those miniatures painted that kind of stuff. So, we shall see. You'll see, but it is something that would, would be thrilling to me. I really love building terrain, and I would love to make some terrain for this castle. I think that would be a lot of fun. Now, uh, with that, folks, I think that's mostly it for today. Let's see if there's any bookkeeping that we have to do here. Um, let's see. I don't know if we... Here we go. Test your bond says if your bond is tested through conflict, betrayal, or circumstances. And I don't think we have tested our bond here. 
Um, do we want to make any additional vows? I'm going to say let's think about that for next week. Let's when, At the beginning of next week, let me make a note for myself. Um, I think the first thing I want to do next week is to... I want to examine some of our vows. I think that's what I want to do. Um, I want to take a look and see if there are any additional vows that we want to make. Um, so be thinking about that for this week. Because when we come back, we may make some some new ones. Um, and because uh, I, I mean, I'm certainly going to have some some stuff to process here. You being a ghost, me being uh, something else that we haven't really explored thoroughly yet. Let's take a look. Um, so uh, I'm going to just read off the vows that you currently have just so that we can take a look at those for next week. Number one, case to Crossroads Town before the Wild Stallions return. And number two, uh, avenge your own death, which I think is certainly one that has sort of, it's in effect now. So uh, we can sort of do some exploring in that regard. Um, and then uh, Illyria is going to, uh, has one vow to return to Brackwater, ready to settle down. Uh, number two, the Wild Stallions want me to bring something south for them. And number three, discover the truth of the underbrush. Um, I think I may have like had a moment here with the underbrush that might be relevant. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and um, reach a milestone here. Whenever coming, a chemical obstacle. Okay. And this is a, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. What is it? One progress. What, two progress, three, three, two, one, two, one. Yeah, one, two, okay, there we go. All right, we're good, sorry. Um, so I'm, I'm about halfway done with one mark on discovering the truth of the underbrush here. Uh, but for next week, the 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 vows I would like us to examine, um, I, I want us to maybe write a new vow or two, if there's a relevant one. Um, maybe we'll do that at the end of the session next week. We'll do it at the end of the session because we're going to know so much. I don't want to make a vow and then get to know the place. So we'll do it at the end of next week's session. Um, let me go ahead and make a note about that. End of this uh, end of this session. New vows, question mark. There we go. Um, because, yeah, I think that'll give us a chance to like get to know the place and then discover what vows might be relevant. Um, but I want these vows to be sort of shorter term. We haven't done much with vows and vows are like the big way to um, uh, to like gain experience and stuff, which is a super good system. I love that. Um, but basically we make these vows, complete these vows, and that's how we get, get XP. So I want to make some more sort of like uh, relevant to the now. You know, we've got quite a few of these that are very like long term. I want to make some shorter term ones. I want to I want to do some some like little exploring, you know, like, for instance, one of my vows next week might be something along the lines of like, uh, I could do some real Fred and George stuff and say, I want to find a secret way to the kitchens and then make that like a, a minor little vow. And then we we can try to make that happen. Um, so, yeah, I want to I want to look at some more short term vows so that, you know, we can start to advance a little bit more quickly. Everybody, I hope you're having a great time. Um, Sander, I'm glad you enjoyed the puzzles. Deathrave, I'm glad you have. Uh, I'm glad you've enjoyed this enough to keep coming by. Uh, that is really, really encouraging to me. Uh, thank you a ton, and thank you for playing. Uh, everyone who who came here to actually like play this game, uh, Gems has been in and out of consciousness, but but uh, stuck with us while she could, and I appreciate that as well, y'all. You're incredible. Uh, thank you for being here for this project because. My heart is really here. 
Uh, my heart is really here in a deep way. I, I really enjoy the reading, of course, but I, I think there is something really special about telling stories together rather than just me telling a story to you. Um, uh, and I enjoy it so very much. I enjoy it so very much. Uh, and I would love to be doing more of it. Uh, and it's possible that I will be. Uh, come find me on the 30th. Everyone, uh, I am going to be on a, a little one-shot. It's not going to be on my channel, but uh, next week um, we are going to be doing a one-shot. Uh, the the times and such, and I'm going. To, I'm not running it. I am a character in this one-shot being run by someone else. Um, we have hung out with Darby a bit, if y'all know Darby. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, I wonder if Darby's online right now to raid over to. I don't think so, but it's possible. Let's see if Darby's online, uh, because Darby's going to be running this one, and I am really excited to go and uh, explore. Um, I'm going to be playing an interesting character, um, and I'm not going to tell you much more than that, because I want it to be a surprise. Um, but it's just a one-shot, so I would say next week, um, we're still solidifying times, so it's possible I will still have this stream, but it's possible that we will postpone the next stream of this one in favor of that. Um, but y'all, I really appreciate y'all being here, um, and I think that is it for me this week. Everybody, it's been an absolute delight. Um, I don't see anybody uh, that I know to raid over to, so I'm going to go ahead and leave you all right here. I hope you have a fantastic one, as per usual. If you would like to find back episodes of this show um, and uh, the other shows as I try to upload them, um, it's, a, it's a lot of exporting, um, go ahead and search for Side Cannons wherever you find your podcasts. Otherwise, you will find uh, these episodes on the Sidecar Stories channel on YouTube. Everybody, Thank you so much for joining me here today. I hope you have a fantastic week. I will not be seeing you tomorrow, regrettably, because uh, I'll be traveling again tomorrow, but uh, I will see you next week. Bye-bye, folks.